Welcome to the VBPH Sermon Podcast. All this week we'll be featuring sermons from the recent 2023 Bible Conference in Tempe, Arizona, pastored by Mark Olson. We hope these are a blessing to you, and we're sure they will be. Thanks for listening and supporting world evangelism, and enjoy today's sermon. God. Brother Fisher is uh, the reason why Kathy and myself are here. Hallelujah. Brought us into the kingdom, into the church. Hallelujah. Praise God. All right. Before I was 20, I um, uh, worked for the fire department a little while, and uh, it was like a volunteer thing, but I, but I signed up for a for, um, forced fire crew. And uh, excited about that. Well, a fire came, forest fire. And so uh, we were on our way, and I was so ready to uh, you know, get in the helicopter and sit and door open on edge. I'm clipped in, and you know, we're going to be dodging these uh, trees that are ablaze and uh, find a, a clearing spot. Uh, rappel down, chainsaw on my back, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna save a neighborhood, and some people's lives, and of course some animals. <clears throat> I'm ready. It didn't quite go like that. You know, we got there, and uh, I was assigned to a mop-up crew, which means it's after the fire. And uh, damage is done. And I was given what's called, is like a five-gallon bag that you put on your back. It's called a pee bag. <laughs> and my job was to go around it, and it had like a pump. And it put about as much pressure as, well, there's a reason why they call it a pee bag. And uh, so I'm going around to these pieces of smoking wood and <laughs> doing, doing my thing on them. <laughs> what a disappointment. <laughs> I didn't even get a hat. <laughs> so I'm supposed to be a hot shot. Part of the uh, no flame too high group. Well, that was a pee bag. <laughs> you know, we all want to be used of God. We want to please the Father. And uh, we strive to be better so that we can be more useful. We strive to overcome. And, you know, I always thought, God, if I could just be with the brethren think I am. <laughs> and um, so I'm looking at a scripture here that this, this particular scripture and, and thought that I am preaching has um, kind of, I've prayed for this for years, but I've never preached on it because I've always had this in the back of my mind, God, if I'm going to preach on this, this has to work for me. Well, God's given me some insight. So let's go and look some scripture. First Samuel chapter 10. We're going to read there. If you want to follow along up here, we should have the verses up there. 
And the Spirit of the Lord came upon you. Saul's telling um, uh, Saul this. It's his calling. It's Saul's calling and his anointing. And then the Spirit of the Lord will come upon you, Saul, and you'll prophesy with them and be changed into another man. And let it be when these signs come to you that you do what must be done for God's with you. You shall go down before me to Gilgal. Surely I'll come down to you and to offer burnt offerings and make sacrifices of peace offerings. Seven days you'll, you'll wait until I come and uh, show you what you should do. So it was when he had turned his back to go from Samuel that God gave him another heart and all these signs came to pass that day. So let me first of all talk about another man. God, as I'm reading this, that's what I need. That's what he just changed me into another man. You know, we've all strived to be the best we can be. We've um, challenged ourselves. We've pushed. We've prayed, God, help me. You know, we understand we've been given a place and a position and a lane and we've gone for gold. We have. And, and uh, you know, I can, I can see, and most of us do, with the eye of faith, as we're tuned into the Spirit of God. And, and uh, you know, after, of course, the extended fast, we just came off. And, you know, we're being mightily used by God, speaking verbatim uh, what God has revealed to us. Altars are filled, uh, people are weeping, uh, uh, they've got their Kleenex, and, <laughs> and there's repentance, and there's a greater commitments, and there's willingness and obedience, uh, and miracles happening without fanfare, because it's a norm. Souls being added, lives changed, men rising up. Dominion in the city, revival, miracle money. Chairs full of people with raised hands glorifying God. Well, that's the eye of faith. Reality, that extended fast. Yep, someday I'm going to do that. <laughs> and what God's doing, it's like I'm trying to dial in. I can't, can't quite get it. I don't know what the heck God's doing. Miracles? Well, what miracles? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, you know, words from God, man, I'm just, a lot of us just scratching to get something, anything to say. Yeah. And uh, yeah, growth, well, I'm growth. A lady had a baby, that's growth. <laughs> Rent past due and hands lifted. I think sometimes I see more middle fingers lifted. You know, our best, we still fall so short. And we not, we're just not what we think we need to be. You know, this another man thing, I've never seen it happen to me. Maybe some others, but I haven't seen it happen in me. Yeah, I'm, I'm born again. I've, I'm a new creature and the old things passed away. Everything's become blood washed. There's sins that I sin no more, and, and I'm in my right mind. And yeah, yeah, I've been born again, but you know what? Can I just be brutally honest? Since then, 
And in all these years I've been saved, it's gone on like 44 years plus, and I'm pretty much the same guy. A bit more sanctified, yeah? Wiser from experience. I've learned that kindness works better. I've learned to keep my mouth shut longer. <laughs> but for all the efforts I've put in, for all the efforts to, to change and to put in and, and the audio books and, 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 uh, and the books that, you know, improving and for, for everything I've done, you know, better, yeah, <laughs> somewhat. But let me tell you here, let me give you some clarity of what God has shown me. This, you know, this another man thing, it's not what you think it is. And um, Saul, his nature really never changed, but he was gifted. This other man thing was just God all over him for a given purpose and task and the position that God gave him. It's, uh, it's just God's calling and a gifting for God's calling and, and task. And so now he can accomplished with God's backing. And, and uh, you know, this, this anointing that he desperately needed to, to be the king of Israel. You know, he, he was timid in nature and a little bit fearful, and so he needed to get some influence and, and some boldness, and uh, he needed some leadership skills. So it's not just, God, change me into another man. That ain't never happened. But God does come on you and grace you to do things that just beyond you. That's the other man he's talking about there. And um, it's not really noticeable to ourselves. We hardly realize this extra God-given dimension. You're not going to so much realize it. And it's, it's better that it stays that way. But it's unmistakable to others. Like, man, he's like a different person. Because it's obvious. You know, they see you know, some victories and the fruitfulness. And, and they just sense the supernatural and the flowing of God through. And, and um, you know, so this other man thing, I've never seen it. Other than just God's grace. God's grace. And I remember one time Kathy told me, she says, God, you know, I preached to him and she said, God was all over you in that one. And, and uh, really? I didn't feel anything. <laughs> and uh, you know what we really need and what Saul really needed is, is just, just a confidence that God was with him, that God was involved. And so when you read this story, you know, Samuel's, you know, anointing Saul and giving him this, you know, what God's going to do in his life. It, it's really interesting as in that same story, you know, he begins to unfold some things are going to happen very, you know, very quickly, you know. In fact, it surprised him where, you know, he just shot out quickly. Uh, Saul, by the way, those donkeys you're looking for, uh, they've already been found. You know, it's like, wow, that was 
supernatural. And, and, and then he goes on to say just a string of things. Tomorrow you're going to meet a guy with a blue hat and he's going to have a package and he'll accept the package. And you know, all these things he lays out and it happened exactly in our text. Exactly like uh, uh, Sam had said. It's all these little midget string of miracles that uh, God just showed that he's really involved. That he's really for him. It was Friday of the conference. God has spoken and revealed and shown them you. He's really for you. He's in this. You've picked that up. There's little things that God said that it's exactly what you needed to hear. And, and only God could know those things. And, and, and so God's, God, God's done these things. But, uh, you know, can I just settle something here? This other man changed into another man. Well, uh, that's just God's equipping of which he's been doing. Praise God. Now, our part is just this. This willingness and obedience. Uh, uh, you know, in the text, as Samuel's talking to Saul, he said, <clears throat> when you go, just do what needs to be done. Just do what needs to be done. And that's our part. And God will help us. Praise God. So, another man. But secondly, I want to talk about another man. <laughs> Douglas Cone, man 75 years old, wealthy from road construction and um, married 50 years to uh, Jean Ann. <sighs> she drove a Rolls Royce. They had a huge house on a golf course and he was one to give to different uh, 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 educational you know, schools and so on. And uh, Well, across town there was Douglas Carson and Hillary. She's 18 years younger and they were also wealthy, but his was from the State Department. He traveled a lot and had a lot of special things that he was involved in and also donated to charity. Uh, Carson Baseball Field was named after him. And Well, Douglas and Donald were the same men. Lived across town. He had the wife, the wife here, and he lives over here. And, and so uh, here's, this other, here's this other man. Can I say that in us and in Saul, there was lurking another man. What others don't see, what uh, they would never in a million years expect. You now we're talking about, it could be weakness and maybe just anger, fear and unbelief, or maybe just lazy, lack of discipline or too carnal or self-seeking or maybe just too covetous. This is kind of where it might begin, but um, how many watched this close, the, probably the most closely watched uh, trial, the Alec Murdoch case? The 55-year-old man that, um, well, let's get his picture up here, Alec Murdoch. And... Uh, <laughs> Okay, hold. Bob. Excuse me. Okay. Bob 
always wants to get in my sermons. Oh, get out of my sermon. Uh, okay, here we go. Uh, So, uh, <laughs> here's this man that dominated the legal landscape down in South Carolina, extremely well-known, extremely liked, and yet there's just all these kind of funny things happening along the way where he's got this seemingly really nice, good family, and and yet his housekeeper falls down the stairs and dies. And uh, the son's, looks like boyfriend, ends up dead down the road. And, and he's stealing. This man that's a legal you know, attorney, he's, he steals almost $9 million. Steals. And uh, $3 million of that came from the the housemaid's sons, three million of that was supposed to go to them, never got there. And then murders his wife and his son, and then tries to kind of take the heat off himself and stages, a, you know, his own murder attempt. And this is, this is crazy. But you know that... <laughs> Psychologists say that these studies, they say there's an increase and a rise where now it's most people will eventually live a double life. Yes, even in the church. The secret sin, the unrighteousness, evil. It's easily triggered bend that way and ever so often. But these are actions that totally contradict the person, Christianity, unforgiveness, bitterness, just bleeding out. And you know, then there's, of course, idolatry and maybe some stronger ones like lust or pornography and drugs, gambling. You know, the list goes on. But listen to me here. The person that maybe has this hidden, you know, inner, inner thing happening, but uh, they're not forcing the spiritual man. They're not forcing that to the forefront. The truth is, is they really do care about the kingdom of God. They really do. They want to overcome. They don't want to be like that. And... They don't want to play the hypocrite. They don't want that. But they keep caving in. Of course, there's a wicked spirit involved that's driving this. And, and their head, their emotions, are just, it just drowns out their, their heart for God, their passion. And as they're about to, this, this wildness about to come out, you know, they know about the kingdom of God. They really know, but somehow it's just dismissed at that time. It crosses their mind, but it just doesn't have effect. Consequences of this 
other man, things and action, they're just not real at that time. The sane side knows it's insane, but they still proceed. Unable to keep this foolish sin in check. They got a foot in two worlds. Maybe they got there before they were saved. They opened themselves up and pursued some kind of evil interest. And, and they dabbled with things. Of course, they could keep their thumb on it. But uh, now that thing has the upper hand. Or maybe living for God, it, it's not enough. <laughs> they, they're bored. They need to add some kind of intrigue or uh, excitement. They've learned to enjoy those shots of uh, dopamine and the endorphins that come with that. You know, in Saul, you see some signs. Yeah, first of all, he, you know, we see him overreaching his jurisdiction. He lost the fear of, like we've heard many times this week, I just don't want to mess things up. I'm trying, trying not to mess up what God's doing. He lost that somewhere along the line. And... Uh, he took on a position of what was for the prophets, the priest. Wouldn't wait for God. In one place, he's like, <laughs> a, he's facing a battle. Bring me the ephod. Bring me the ephod. And, you know, th that's where you get your divine direction. Uh, and, and yet just a couple of verses later, he said, never mind, never mind. Let's just get going. He wouldn't wait for God. We see him just more interest in self rather than the people. We see him read about him setting up a monument to himself and uh, easily fell into jealousy. David, people like David. He's throwing spears and wanting that, that guy dead. You know, this other person, the other man lurking within, it's a, the insane things that go through the mind. So, more interest in self rather than pleasing God. And, you know, he couldn't wait to rush, the Bible says, to the plunder when God said, don't touch it. And then we see him throwing his weight around. Nobody's, not, no, none of my men, you're not going to eat. No one's eating until I have revenge over my enemies. That's a stupid rule. He had to keep his men in check. And he completely lost it when he's counseling with the witch of Endora. Endor? Sooner or later, this other man is going to eclipse, slowly eclipse the heart that people have for God. You're going to see yourself taking serious risk. Serious risk. Remember one man having an affair, and uh, he just got bolder and bolder till he, he takes this woman to a, to a baseball game publicly. And he's married and has kids and has ministry. Taking these risks. You know, sometimes I think it's maybe like an unconscious cry for help. <laughs> or uh, the self-sabotage kind of twisted, you know, inner thinking that 
You don't feel worthy of success. You know the other man's there. And then you just go headlong deeper. Ah, what the heck. But it'll get to the place where you're going to find yourself doing far worse than you've ever imagined. Let's go back to Jean Ann and Donald. And Well, she was escorted from a social... Uh, uh, event and she's just a social drinker kind of thing never done drink much but uh, had a friend uh, uh, escort her back watched watched Jean Ann pull into the the garage and uh, 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 watched the you know the garage door came down but uh, suspiciously somehow she was able to park the car put it in park uh, and between putting it in park uh, and uh, turning off the engine, she passed out, supposedly. Isn't it funny that two weeks later, um, Douglas married Hillary after her death of Jean Ann? Two weeks. Now, things got a little suspicious there. Saul, with his other man, it just couldn't keep it in check. And, and yet, now we see him throwing a spear at his own flesh and blood son. That was a good man. Jonathan never would have imagined he'd want to kill his own son one day. See, there's a crash around the corner. Number one, your evil actions give right away to a demonic world. God allows uh, things happen, and, and it's serious, intense trial that uh, God's hoping that you're going to get serious and deal with this other man. Or there's going to be a behavior-revealing party. All will be exposed all the deeds done in darkness will come out and, and come to light and, and you're going to suffer great, great shame. And the consequences, the damage, your primary life lost, destiny, forget about it, but your family suffers. So many people are ruined. You ruined lives. Forfeit heaven. Hell awaits you. But let me tell you, overcoming's possible. Absolutely possible. I know you feel, I'll never beat this. I'll never get out of this. You have to. You have to. And God's not holding anything back. He wants to help you. In fact, he's already showing you a very clear and present danger. You've had experiences where the fire has been scared out of you. God's done that. You've had close calls that all come in and, and uh, how much more do you have to lose? There's a verse in Proverbs, chapter 5, verse 9. You will lose your honor and will lose all you have achieved. How much more do you have to lose? Let me help you. Find 
the place of repentance. You got to get into a room, grab the carpet, and with everything, I don't care that the tears are gone. You got no more tears. I don't care. Grab the carpet. Cry out with everything you have. Find that place of repentance. It's got to be at least as deep as the sin. Esau, he couldn't find that place. Though The Bible says he sought it with tears. But you know the problem with Esau, he was just sad about the consequences. Find that place of repentance with everything you've got. And then show the fruits of repentance. Now you'll always sense, but I've got the potential of being really, really evil. That's always going to be there. But there has to be this, just the fruits of repentance. We're talking about an all-out vicious fight that you never let up. No, not for a second. You don't let up a vicious fight where you're determined to withstand this other man. It might do good to analyze a bit how, how he gets loose, how, it, how you're triggered. You have to overcome that other man. So the other man thing, well, I've never been changed. I have dealt with the other man. <laughs> and, uh, but I want to finish this up with um, another man. <laughs> My three points. God had destiny for Saul. <laughs> In fact, it was announced. He's going to be the leader of my people, telling Saul. The focus, uh, the, the rescue. Uh, for I've heard their cry, and, and he's the focus of all Israel's hope. God intended. God's plan was to give him the inheritance, the kingdom of Israel, forever. That's what God's plan was. Read it here with me in 1 Samuel 13. For you've not kept the command of the Lord your God gave you, and you've not kept it. And the Lord would have established your kingdom over Israel forever. God wanted to do that, but now... Your kingdom must send, for the Lord has sought out a man after his own heart. God planned forever. You're to be established. That's my plan. However, God was looking for another man, a replacement. Saul said to Samuel, I've sinned. <laughs> I've sinned. But just go with me to honor me before the people. I know I messed up what God wanted to do. But just go with me. And Sam's like, no, I'm not going with you. I'm not going back with you. And she turns to walk away. Saul grabs him, tears his garment accidentally. And First uh, Samuel 15, if we can get this one, it said, and Samuel said to Saul, the Lord has torn the kingdom of Israel from you today and has given it to what? Another man. One who's better than you. That other man was all about pleasing God, David. Bringing glory to God. And he stepped into and enjoyed being king. All that was meant for Saul 
was given to now David. Proverbs chapter 5, verse 10, it says these words, strangers will consume you. Well, talk, it is a warning to a foolish young man and anybody that would read it. Strangers will consume your wealth and someone else will enjoy the fruit of your labor. Yikes! What a scary thought that there could be another man. Could our replacement and the search be in motion just now? The search for your replacement? You have to overcome. Praise God. But let me close with this. God's with us. And his plans are intact. You know what? Okay. Reality? I'm a pee bag. <laughs> Not a hot shot. Pea bag. <laughs> but you know, with God, I've kind of learned I'm become more like an IV bag. With God. He's with us. He's going to help us keep striving for change. And while small increments of change will happen, but... Uh, you can still be mightily used of God and all. It's going to be clearly God and he, he'll get all the glory. But keep that creep caged. <laughs> all out to overcome. God will bring you through. Okay, I have time. I thought I might have a little time extra, but... Um, I want you to memorize this out of Deuteronomy. I repeat this at least two, three times a day. Today, I've given you a choice between life and death, between blessing and curses. And now I call on heaven and earth to witness the choice that you make. Oh, that you choose life that you and your descendants could live. You can make this choice by loving the Lord God, obeying Him, and committing yourself firmly to Him. This is the key to your life. Love the Lord God. Obey Him. You could live long in the land that our Father God swore to give. Praise God. Sometimes I'm walking, driving, see a cheeky babe. Today I've given you a choice between life and death. And I call on heaven and earth to uh, witness the choice you make. Heaven and earth, you watching? I'm not looking. <laughs> And God's promised just a life, a land you want to enjoy. Praise God. And it bleeds off because he adds there, you and your descendants. It bleeds off this blessing or the curses bleed off that they too can enjoy. Can you say amen? amen. God's with us. Amen.
Let's give God praise. Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to the sermon podcast of the Virginia Beach Potter's House Church. Were you blessed by today's message? Let us know. Please leave us a rating on Apple Podcasts or on Podchaser. We'll be back next time with another life-changing word from heaven. God bless.